What's up, everybody? It has been a little bit of time where I've kind of been offline a bit. And the reason is because I got hammered by the flu last week. Now, this was a flu that I had not experienced in quite some time. I'm sure in my past life, I've I've gotten a little sick here and there. Usually, I get sick uh, because of traveling. I'm on the road all the time. I'm in planes. I'm in hotels. I'm back home. I'm on a plane. I'm in a hotel. I'm back home. And I catch something, come home, puts me down for two or three days. Tops. Tops, man. Two or three days. Well, this time, what happened was I got absolutely crushed, man. Crushed. My, my, uh, the bear got, had gotten sick. Um, the seed had gotten sick. Uh, the swan was sick for like 24 hours. And then I went on a trip up to DC, came back, was exhausted. Uh, and then on that Thursday night or Friday morning, wambo, wambo, wambo. Now I had fevers that were out of control, uh, my guts were folding. I had those aches that literally felt like it was un, uh, unwinding the striation of every muscle t- piece of muscle tissue. Uh, I was sitting in bed and it felt like my my spine was going to snap at any minute. Uh, my headaches uh, were not even, they were, they were multi-directional, uh, 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 completely different places behind my eyes, on top of my eyes. If I move my eyes behind my head and my neck and my upper neck and my lower neck, uh, on the sides of my head, that was the one that was kind of like, well, man, I must be super sick because the sides of my head, the actual sides of my head were aching ridiculously. Um, the other personal favorite part of it uh, was, geez, man, I sweated through the sheets three to four times. Oh, completely soaked. Total wear. I had to move over on the other side of the bed. Now, God bless uh, the incredible uh, woman that my fiance John is because uh, she didn't miss a beat. Not only were there soccer games she had to attend to, tournaments she had to go to, feeding kids she had to do. But at the same time, she had to take care of this tired old frogman. And she didn't skip a beat. And as I sat back in there and, and suffered right in this excruciating pain because my body was sick. It was sick, pure and simple. And there wasn't anything that I was going to do in order to uh, defend against that sickness or uh, to satiate that sickness. Sure, yeah, I probably could have gone to a clinic and gotten Tamiflu or something like that or whatever. But, man, there was something inside me that literally just made me feel like, man, I needed to be sick. Right? I needed that cleansing. Because when you be when you break it down from... A physiological standpoint, a biological standpoint. I mean, our bodies are designed and do uh, resist against uh, un- ungodly amounts of sickness that exists on this planet, man. I mean, simple fact and a measure is look at look at all the things we're facing right now. There's a, a flu all across America. There's a stomach flu out there. There's a flu like I had. There's a mild form of flu like this, like the Swan had, and Literally, uh, I mean, it was uh, one of those things where, you know, it's all out there and you're not going to do anything about it. Man, what are you going to live on a Z-Pack 24-7? You can't because that'll kill you in another way. It'll destroy your immune system, right? We, we need sickness, right? We need sickness in our lives. Absolutely. We have to have it. It, it, it kind of reorganizes your, your immune system and it reorganizes your perception of what it means to be healthy, man. I mean, all these benefits from being sick are, are incredible. However, when you are in the throngs, when you are in the midst of that agony, that pain that has doubled you over, has you, you know, predestined to a vertical state, right? <laughs> you are not going anywhere. You're not doing anything. And all you can do is, is thrive in your own misery. And it's when we're in that place, when the sickness really has its grasp in us, that, 
man, we, we, we really begin to change our mentality, right? We begin to, uh, ask for help. We be, or, or accept it openly for sure, right? We begin to, uh, want people to come and, and participate in our, our, our rehabilitation, if you will, right? You, and then even on a deeper spiritual level, man, what happens? Oh, dear God, if you end this soon, I'll be a better person. Oh, dear God. Oh, Jesus, dear God, if you, you make me stop puking right now, I will be a good person. Right? We do it. We do it all the time. So when you start to break down, you start to really think about sickness and, and, and how prevalent it is and the requirement for it, man, you, you, you begin to really have to be forced to recognize that, man, life itself is sickness, right? And the sickness of life that we experience day in and day out, it reshapes us, it, it reconstitutes us, it, uh, 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 resets us, if you will, towards, uh, that desired homeostasis, man, right? That equilibrium, that balance, that place in our, in our physical selves, our mental selves and our spiritual selves, man, that's what we're searching for. And it's the sickness that we experience that, that, that alters that. So, you know, today's show the sickness of life, and thank you so much for having me back again. I'm sorry I've been off air for, you know, haven't posted in a, in a little bit here. I apologize, but I'm back at it. I'm going to probably uh, start producing maybe uh, two shows a week and get caught up for y'all. Um, but the sickness of life, and, and what I really want to talk about is I want to talk about the, you know, the extensiveness of, of what sick, being sick in life can do, right? How it breaks us down, right? How it heals us. Uh, and then what do we ultimately learn from our illnesses, right? Now, first and foremost, uh, I just want to thank all of you for coming back over and over and over again, man. I, I just, uh, it's so humbling. It's so humbling to recognize and to receive the messages from so many of you saying, man, hey, Rut, thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for uh, putting out the type of content that you put out. Because I don't, I don't put out the regular type of content. I'm not, I'm not you know, I, I try and, and have my own unique spin to it, right? And how I'm delivering these messages. And hopefully, at least I, I think to a certain degree, I'm, uh, many of you have been so gracious to me in, in your responses. And, and those of you who have been critical or, or a little um, harsh or outright nasty or whatever, thank you as well too, man. We, we need all that feedback. We, we constantly need feedback from the external world because of why. We, we have to prepare ourselves for the sickness that we, that we might endure. Now, I know everybody wants, thinks this show right now is going to be about the coronavirus and, and the next great pandemic that's going to wipe out half the population and we'll be able to reset and start fresh back in the moral, uh, uh, moral imperialism of, of yesterdays. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about right now. The reality is, man, if, you know, that, that, that's going to take care of itself, man. What I'm talking about is the sickness which alters your ability to function in a really healthy way, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Now, the easiest aspect, right, is, is to just go down that, that, that pathway, right, to, to divide it up physically, mentally, spirit. But I, I don't want to do that. What I want to talk about is is the sickness that comes from a, a couple or three different places, really. And the first sickness that I really want to deal with is fear. I mean, when I was, you know, in the thralls of that flu, and, and man, it was, is the fear was, man, is something more wrong with me? Is something um, deeper inside of me? Or I think back to the moments when I was most afraid in my life, when I was struggling in college about, 
the fear of who I was going to become, what my identity was going to be, how I was going to uh, gauge, um, how I was going to evolve into becoming the man I wanted to become. That that fear was palpable, or the the fear going through SEAL training, or being a SEAL, or working for the agency. Man, those 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 palpable feels, those real fears, those unavoidable, right? The fear of death lurking uh, at all times, right? Knowing that. This is the this is the truth. If I if if I allow this sickness, this deeper sickness of fear, to penetrate too far down, to paralyze action or to paralyze thought, man, then there's a high probability I'm going to get myself killed, or or worse, I'm going to get the man that's next to me killed. And and God forbid that. And certainly the fears that are uh, affiliated with uh, having a family, man. I mean, very powerful, powerful fears and being in a healthy relationship, all excruciating, right? To sometimes you feel, you feel sick with the fact that you can't come up with a solution to many things. You can't think your way through because either you lack the depth of understanding through a lack of experience or, or because of how sick you are mentally, you can't, you can't see what that which might heal you. You can't see uh, the, the, the true medicines that exist in this life. Now, that's a real question, and I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. First, I want to I work through the, these sicknesses of, 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 of that will really have a profound long-term effect on you unless you begin to identify them, flip them uh, through the different healing uh, solutions that are available to you all over the place, every literally surrounding you at all times, um, and then you know how to do that. And so this fear, man, you also you got to remember, fear. You're born with fear. It ain't going anywhere. There's no such thing as fearless. There just isn't. I'm here. I'm telling you. I promise you. There is no such thing as fearless. There are individuals who through uh, a process called stress inoculation have moved to a point where fear uh, doesn't uh, consume them, right? It doesn't, it doesn't sicken their ability to act uh, across the board and feel in a positive manner, right? But you're born with fear. It's part of your limbic system. It's your amygdalas, right? It's, it's, it's the part of your brain that uh, helps you survive, the part of your brain that makes decisions that uh, you don't step in front of buses, you don't touch a burning flame, you don't eat the yellow snow, right? You, you don't get into relationships with bad people, you don't uh, you don't use drugs, uh, you don't, you know, excessively, and you don't, you don't, uh, you don't uh, get in fights with people that are stronger and faster and bigger than you. You don't, you don't lie to people. All these sicknesses, right? And you're, you're afraid that that they might be happening to you because, unfortunately, the 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 ugly truth is is that there's a lot of sick people in the world doing a lot of sick things to one another, right? Inducing that fear. There's a, there's a reason why you're afraid to be uh, lied to. There's a reason why you're afraid that somebody is trying to manipulate the system in, in order to destroy you or your ability to thrive or succeed or even trying to kill you because that's the truth, you know, all you have to do to really understand how sick human beings are and our capabilities is just look at last century, the 20th century, the most devastating century in human history, right? And our ability to annihilate one another, to, to put each other into <laughs> uncomfortable, into sickening situations with such bleak and devastating results, man, that was a true expressionism of, of how sick we are as, as human beings. And what's funny, too, is we also had the greatest technological advancements in human history as well, too, in the 20th century. So explain to me, you know, is it a, is it a sick group of, a small sick group of people that ends up uh, being able to infect the masses? I mean, there's an argument for that, but many, many people went along with that as, as complicit or in denial or whatever, right? There's a sickness in that as well, too. But man, you know, as many people were, 
we're inventing new cool things that we're changing us that we're that we're uh, um, elevating the spirit lifting the spirit healing the soul if you will all these great technological advancements in medicine and technology and in order for us to be efficient with power power you know uh, how we utilize power I mean all these brilliant brilliant things that we're able to uh, potentially heal us now the the mortality rate has certainly dropped off or increased or no yeah dropped off we certainly have been able to control quite a few sicknesses that had wreaked havoc on in our world before uh, in terms of all our vaccines and all the other things and all the uh, ancient medicines and and the new modern uh, chiropractic uh, you know, you've got the healing stuff that exists. Uh, um, um, I mean, it's just there's a lot of stuff. But fear is something that ain't going anywhere. It's just not. It's part of that that sickness that is perpetual inside of us. It's just not going anywhere. And then, and so you also, on top of that, learn fear. You learn fear from day one, absolutely, and you learn fear every day, right? Just as you're learning these sicknesses, you learn fear through all these ideas of relationships that come in after you you miscalculate or misread people or or all these different types of people that might uh, want to manipulate you or in some capacity to elicit a response. Everybody's got a motive, right? Everybody has intention. That's the, the basis of human interaction is through intention. Ah, I identify another human being. There's something that I want or need. Engage, see if it's available, and then get back. Now, you know, the, the scope of, of what that potentially can be can, I mean, be everything from unconditional love. I want to give that person unconditional love, which seems to be the greatest uh, medication that we, can, we have in this world, to I'm going to uh, kill that person. I'm going to extrapolate a greater sense of power and destructive ability and by, by annihilating that human being and whatever reason behind it. But, you know, out of that, essentially, there's, there's usually a pretty good sickness that is available if, if it's done with true maliciousness. And, and, and even many times when it's not done with malicious intent, it, it leaves a scar, right, in some capacity. Right? So you learn all this fear. You learn the sickness you, by watching your, uh, your environment. And, and if you're not familiar with it, man, you need to do this every day right now. Spend a day just going out and, and, and interacting in your normal environments and look around you and notice the sickness that's there uh, and what it is you might be involved in, you know, business-wise or for your profession. Is there a sickness there or sickness wherever? Is there a sickness in your relationships, right? Do you interact in a very negative way with other people? Do they infect you with their negativity day in and day out? Is there a dysfunction in your intimate relationships? I mean, those are the ones where sickness can be, can, uh, you know, prevail with, with distinction, man is in those dysfunctional relationships where there's a perpetual tug of war going on for power or for, uh, or for uh, relevance, you know, and all these different types of sicknesses that are, you know, a part of that in terms of resentment, right? Revenge, uh, whatever it might be that just infect these relationships. You learn all this stuff. We see it day in and day out. We have to try the waters on all these things, right? We're, we're, we're desperately trying to assimilate into the cultural realities that we uh, are born into, that we choose to exist with in terms of organizations, or, and then certainly the pathways that, that govern our, our everyday exist, existence. You know, and, and it's often that people begin to realize that, you know, how to protect themselves from being afraid constantly. And we, there's all different ways, right? We learn these defenses, if you will. We learn all how to put these salves on or we learn how to, uh, you know, chug down these these antibodies, right? Or we, we, we don the whole mop level four equipment and we, we keep 
you know, interaction to others to, to the absolute possible minimum. Right? Because one of the things that's it's easy to do is, is if you isolate yourself when the world is sick, right? We, we, we contain these things. We quarantine ourselves from being sick, from all the sickness that exists. Now, it seems like a great idea. And in many cases, when sickness is overwhelming, yeah, man, quarantine seems like, man, that's, here's an easy day. I shut it down. I climb in my hole. Man, I'm protected from all this madness, from all this sickness. That's the thing to do. I, I, check, isolation. I'm going to isolate myself from the world. And I'm going to make sure that I don't let anything infect me. And, and, and what I hope is that against all science and all philosophy and, and all the amazing uh, forms of, of thinking and, and actions and, and spirituality that we've put forth as human beings since the dawn of uh, first uh, constructive thinking began, you know, we have uh, created uh, a, 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 an outright cure for many of these ailments, right? And that's not being alone. But yet we find ourselves wanting to be quarantined, right? Wanting to drive ourselves in order so we don't have to experience. We don't have to experience these little colds of rejection, right? These little canker sores of, of, of discontent. Right? or these 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 torn ligaments of love right all these ailments man we we can experience when we isolate ourselves and it's what's what's counterintuitive is the longer you you cease to become sick and the more you protect yourself from the sickness of life the greater probability you have that when you do get sick it's going to be devastating that it's going to absolutely ravage uh, your makeup in every way, shape, and form, man. It's going to attack you, and it's you're not going to have anything you need to fight against it, right? You won't have the cultural understanding of, of a particular person or subculture or of a particular group of people because you've been isolated, and this your interpretation is coming through a source of, of a delivery mechanism that's been jaded itself by its own tainted opinions or non-tainted opinions, wherever you, however you want to look at it. But remember, all, all that feeds you, all, this, all this, this exposure that you're receiving in this one contained, uh, sterile uh, delivery mechanism, man, it's not sterile. It all has uh, innuendo and in, in, in certain sicknesses affiliated with it. But the real sickness, the healthy sickness, exists outside. Outside of these isolated things, man. And it's, it's funny, man. When, when, when you're a kid, your immune system is just shot out. And so my children are just, you know, they're not real sick because they're active. They're outdoors. We give them vitamins. They eat good food. We try and give them enough rest. We do as much as humanly possible to put them into the, 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 content, or the, the framework where they can resist many of the harsh sicknesses. But they still get sick, man. All of them this, this season. All of them. All of them. It's because they're out there. They're exposure. They have to. That's how we learn. That's how we develop. We have to get out there and be exposed to the sicknesses of the world, the sicknesses of life, right? Because another aspect of, of being sick is when, you know, you're afraid for sure. That, that makes us very sick. And when you're lonely and you're isolated, that's another real sense of sickness that you feel. And and the last one is if you if you if you don't have meaning in your life. And that one, man, that that's that's the deep sickness. Those are the cancers in our lives, the things that we can't combat with all the radiation in the world, all the all the uh, the bone marrow transfers or or whatever it might be. Those are the stage four things. When you have meaningless in your life, that's sick. That's sick. 
And, and talking from personal experience, I can tell you it's devastating. And I got out of the SEAL teams and I, I lacked meaning anymore and lacked identity. And I was sick for a long time. Truly sick. I was physically sick. My stomach was in was demolished and I had this explosive vomiting and it was just horrific. Uh, my body was sick, right? I had all these aches and pains in my neck and lower back and my knees were shot just sick. Uh, my mind was sick, man. I, I couldn't, uh, my relationships were horrible with everybody. My The way I destroyed myself mentally day in and day out that there was no greater meaning than being in the part of the teams. And man, I was mentally, I wasn't sleeping. And then, you know, all the, all the, uh, the, the drugs and the alcohol and all the other things that I tried to ingest in order to treat myself, or should I say, uh, numb myself from the excruciating pain of meaninglessness. It's brutal. It's a devastating, devastating disease that can literally destroy a human through this long, painful, delirious process of meaninglessness. Now, how do, how do you alter that? How do you change that? What are the ways? I, I mean, the, the, you got to have a purpose. You have to have some kind of direction or push or something that that gets you out of the isolation and enables you to be able to embrace your fear in a way where it doesn't dis cause dysfunction in you. It doesn't, uh, 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 it's not a, an incubator for, for that sickness to come back and, and control you, right? To keep you bedridden, if you will, right? As a lack of purpose. So how do we begin to do that? What, I mean, why is, why is, uh, a, a purpose so give you such strength against all these. Well, you know, I mean, when you, a purpose gives you direction, it gives you momentum, it gives you, it is able to fight against all these, uh, all this uh, consciousness that, that wants to pull you off this pathway, whatever it might be. It's too hard. I can't do it. Uh, I don't understand it. There's too many people that haven't figured out over me. Uh, there's this, uh, I, I, there's no way I'll be successful as much as this other person has been successful. Uh, I'm not unique enough. I haven't done enough. I'm not, I don't have the right, uh, uh, I don't have the right certificates on the wall. Oh, bah, 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 sickness, just infecting, infecting your mind, right? So you are kind of wandering aimlessly, waiting for something to uh, inject you with, with inspiration, to inject you with motivation. We're looking, I guess, or, or you're not because you're, you're so worried that you're in this, this perpetual state that you're, 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 you don't even see. Or even if you are seeing, you have this, this glaze over your, your emotional intelligence, this coating, this, this, this sickness that's on you trying to protect yourself from processing all this. But I'm telling you, man, when you're in that feeling, when you are in that feeling where you don't know what's next, where you're not sure where you're going to go, where you feel as if this is the end for you, that your existence is bordering or flirting or your your disease has gotten to the point where your mortality is 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 relevant and palpable. You can taste it in your mouth, almost like when you've been hit in the mouth and your mouth is filled with blood and that iron in your mouth, that bitter iron taste. That's meaninglessness. So how do you fill that, man? Well, the big thing that you first have to do is, is you have to be prepared that healing yourself is brutal. That healing yourself is is as much uh, it takes as much hard work as much as intensity as it is being sick. In fact, it's even more. It's 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 debilitating. It destroys people who aren't prepared for that pathway, who aren't prepared to 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 get well, to heal, 
And that's just not going to cut it, man, because we all need to be able to heal from the sickness of life. Now, I want to just take a quick minute to talk about uh, some organizations that have uh, uh, helped uh, me and really made a difference in my life. And I, I just want to give a quick shout out. Uh, first, I want to thank Onnit, man. And I want to talk about uh, two of their products in particular that have really healed me, that have done amazing things for my ability to uh, become better, to optimize my performance, right? That's what they like to talk, total human optimization, man, to, to, to get healthy, man. And the first one is, is total gut health. And total gut health is uh, helps build healthy gut flora uh, and optimal digestion, man. This product, uh, I'm telling you, uh, has been a lifesaver. Uh, as, as I just recently mentioned, when I got out of Teams, I was real sick my, with my gut. I still experienced it for 10 years, man. And, and a few years ago, I started using gut health. And I got to tell you, my gut is uh, on the mend. It's, it's getting better and better. And it's just one of those things that if you have a healthy gut, and they, there's science to prove all this now. Uh, if you have a bad gut, man, you're much pr more prone to depression. You're much more prone to getting sick. Uh, you're much more prone to mental health issues. Because so much of that negative bacteria that gets stored in your gut, man, is just it gets seeps into your bloodstream. And that blood, that bad blood goes into your heart, goes into your lungs, goes into your mind. It's just not good. So total gut health is something that if uh, even if you don't have any gut issues, it just it's a great way to keep that gut, keep good digestion. This is the way to go. If you do have uh, if you do struggle with some gut health, this is a product I recommend fully. Uh, it's been an amazing thing for me. The other one is Alpha Brain. Uh, as, as you might imagine from, uh, playing so many years of, uh, contact football, uh, lacrosse, uh, as well as being in the SEAL teams with blast injuries and other, uh, various forms of contact. Uh, I, I worry about the health of my brain and, uh, on its flagship product, alpha brain, which helps memory and focus is a product that I also count on daily. Every morning I wake up, have a glass of water, take my alpha brain and I'm just more mentally focused. I'm more uh, uh, cognitively in sync with what I need to be doing. Uh, and I'm able to really combat the, the sickness of life mentally uh, uh, through the help of Alpha Bane. So if you want either gut, total gut health or Alpha Bane, just head over to onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T, onnit.com. Uh, tell them I sent you a pump in uh, promo code FROGLOGIC and, and you should get a nice little discount there. Um, anyways, just want to make sure that, uh, uh, you guys check out on it at onnit.com. The other one is wise, wise company. Now wise company is if, if let's just get right to brass tacks. If you are not prepared with coronavirus, uh, getting bigger right now. And, and, you know, the tune is 30,000, 33, 40,000 infected, uh, uh, 700 cases, 700 deaths, um, each there, you know, we're doing a nice job in the West containing it, but there's cruise ships that are detained. There's, there's, uh, uh, they've shut travel all down. I mean, there are 50, 50 million people quarantined in China right now. If you have not gone to wisefoodstorage.com where wise company lives in their, their, um, um, uh, web domain, that's wisefoodcompany.com. If you've not gone there and checked out these buckets, uh, of meals that can feed not only you, but your entire family for as long as you need. You can buy a year's worth of food in these easy-to-store buckets. You can buy three months of food, which I have, three months. Uh, you can buy uh, 30 days, one weekend. But this is this is the food that you want to go acknowledge and check out, man, uh, at Wise Company. 25-year shelf life. Tastes great. I've tried just about every single thing there is on the market in Wise foodstorage.com. Man, their food is some of the best tasting food that's out there, hands down. Um, so, but if you want to wait and you not want to not be prepared when uh, their orders are slammed, they can't fulfill any more orders, or there's nothing on the shelves in the supermarket and you want to put your family at risk, go by all means. You just let that sickness override your, your mental fortitude and not be prepared for your family. I'm telling you, uh, this is no joke. Get off your butts. Uh, prepare for this sickness that's coming, this pandemic, 
and uh, do yourself a friend. Be ready. Be wise. Uh, and that's at wisefoodstorage.com. If you type in promo code FROGLOGIC, promo code FROGLOGIC, you get 25% off everything you buy. So let's say you spend $7,000 on a year's worth of these buckets for your, your all your family. Think about 25% off if you type in promo code FROGLOGIC. That's wisefoodstorage.com. Go check them out. All right, and then obviously, uh, Team Frog Logic, man, I'd love for you to go over to our store at teamfroglogic.com. Um, check out the, our brand new anti-bully manual. This is Doc Frog and his anti-bully brigade. Uh, that's Semper Fido, uh, a Marsock Marine Bulldog, a Wily Wolf, a wolf who's a Green Beret, and then Hannah Hawk, who is uh, uh, Air Force Special uh, Operations, as well as a CIA Cape paramilitary case officer. Uh, this group gets together and they combine thousands of missions to help uh, your child who potentially might be bullying how to come up with a solution for their bully problem. This is Doc Frog's anti-bully manual. And if you dig this one, you can go check out Doc Frog's PT manual where it teaches 12 exercises for your kids to get, get healthy, right? Um, also, we've got t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, got all kinds of stuff. You can check out my book, Forging Self-Confidence. If your self-confidence is a little sick right now, these are eight missions to help forge your self-confidence in the face of all, uh, uh, difficult environments you would operate in. All right. That's over at, uh, frog, uh, teamfroglogic.com. Also, if you're looking for a motivational speaker to come in and help you and your organization or you and your team or you and your nonprofit, I don't care what it is. Uh, I'm available. Uh, and what I do is I come in and I enable uh, organizations to dig deep uh, and understand how uh, how to best take and maximize individual potential and, and capabilities in a framework that supports your existing culture or enhances your exist the culture needed to be enhanced. All right. Again, just send me a contact form on teamfroglogic.com and we'll send you out all the descriptions of my seven different talks, my bio. Uh, and we'll get going with it. So thank you so much. Also, please, uh, I've got a great YouTube channel. I'm putting out um, every day on social media. That's at Team Frog Logic. I put out a daily dose of Frog Logic. I try to. I've been sick as a dog, right? Uh, and then what I'm doing now is I'm reading those daily doses and making them in a short little video with the pictures on YouTube. So go over to YouTube and type in David Rutherford, Navy SEAL. I'll pop up. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, and then, you know, listen to the podcast, man. I'm on all podcast platforms out there. So anyways, that's it. That's where we're at. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let's get back to how we heal in the sickness of life now. All right. How do we heal ourselves? This is a tough one, right? This is a real tough one. Now, what do we do when we have the flu, right? We take Tamiflu, we go get our antibiotics, we take a Z-Pack because we don't have time for being sick, right? No, 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 we're too busy. Got to go here, got to go there, got to buy that, got to buy this. I got to do this meeting and that meeting and this and I got to pay for this and I got to just round and round, 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 going full tilt. Got no time to be sick. I got no time to be sick. Now, why is that? Well, because sickness slows you down, man. And when you're slowed down and all you got is time because you can't move, you can't move out of your, your, your fear has, has worked its way into every orifice and every muscle and every, uh, great piece of gray matter and every inch of your, your, uh, your electric soul, you're sick, Right? Your soul's being challenged. It's in question. It's like, how do I heal? What do I do? Well, one of the first ways that you can begin to heal yourself, if you will, is you have to come outside of, of what your, uh, the quick treatments are, the easy fix. You have to think beyond those things if you're really sick. You have to think on another plane of thinking and that your ability or your desire in order to change or alter, you know, how this you're allowing the sickness of life to infect you day in and day out. In order to do that, you got to start thinking beyond the, the scope of your, your normal existence. 
You have to start saying, all right, what are the things that truly make me afraid? Then you have to expose yourself to those things. You have to expose yourself to those diseases, those fears, right? And you have to uh, uh, feel what that feels like because it's through life experience. It's through getting outside of, of, of your you know, your, your chamber of, of isolation or getting outside of your chamber of exposure, that's where you start to be able to feel your perception change. Wow. You're immersed in a different kind of culture, a different kind of group. You, you volunteer to be a part of this other club or you go to this new church or, or, or you join this group of people trying to do good things for others, man. Right? Those, dis, those un, very uncomfortable settings where you're actually having to get out there and alter uh, your habits, right? You start exercising more. Everybody knows that the better shape you're in, the better you are able to resist disease, the better you are able to uh, recuperate or recover. So what does that look like for you? Are you, are you working out? Five times a week, three times a week? Are you working out hard or where are you going? Are you going to places that are that have a negative undertone or connotations when you go in? Or are you really trying? Did you sign up for your first jujitsu class? God bless you. Did you uh, sign up to run your first 12K or 10K? Did you sign up at the local CrossFit box and are going to do something you never imagined doing before in your life? And that's a, 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 a clean and jerk or squat or something, right? And all of these new exposures expose you to new ways to keep yourself healthy, physically, very simple, mentally, right? What are you reading? What are you engaged in? What type of new ideas are, are you allowing to penetrate to where you can think on a different, and that's, that's, you know, that's unimpinged by your own opinion of things, right? Are you, are you going out there and reading about the history of the thing that makes you the most angry? Are you going out there and reading about the things that you would never be caught dead thinking about, right? Right? Because you're so afraid of that exposure will infect and, and pollute your mind in such a way that, you know, you'll, you'll be constantly changed mentally forever. Well, is that such a bad thing? I mean, are your thoughts right now, are they healthy thoughts? Is your way of thinking healthy? And how do we evaluate that, man? It's not easy to do. It's not easy to be objective ourselves, that's for sure. But subjectively, are you, are you thinking good thoughts on a regular basis? When you wake up, are you, uh, when you hear those, that monologue in your head as, as you look at something and condemn it, or you look at something and judge it, or you look at something and piece it, pull it apart, and you annihilate it because it doesn't suit the way you believe you should think about it, or things should exist. How prevalent is that in the way you process information? You know, have you been enough places and been experienced enough things in life? Have you read enough of the classic, enough Carl Jung or Freud? Have you, have you read enough Gone with the Wind or, 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 or uh, Daniel Levitin or, or whoever it might be, right? Anne Rand, Norman Mailer. Uh, Charles Bukowski, you know, a book about superfoods. Have you exposed yourself to enough different ideas to where you, you understand the breadth of things that are available to heal your mind? Because I'm here to tell you, you know, when you close off your mind, man, you're, you're setting yourself up for sickness on a regular basis. Because if you don't understand things, if you're ignorant to the spectrum of, of, of what's out there infecting people, what's out there healing people, what are you doing? Why, why not? Are you, are you going to let that fear 
of new ideas and new concepts, that fear of learning, that fear of like going one day, all of a sudden you pick up some book you've never seen. This seems interesting. And in, in three hours into it, you're like, my God, could this possibly be the truth? Or could this possibly be another truth? Or could this possibly be someone's truth that I like, that I feel better when I hear or read or see or expose myself to? Is that possible? And we certainly think about spiritual, right? Our spiritual disease and the spiritual sickness that we have. Are you sick? I know I have been. And you might not, you might not constitute, you know, your spirit. You might, uh, you might, uh, equate your spiritual sickness to the fact that you don't go to church, whatever that means, or that you're, you don't read the Bible or the Torah or, or, or the Quran or whatever it is. You don't, you don't really take your Buddhist practices that you have in yoga and translate them over here. Or, you know what, you, you, you don't, you don't, you don't live by this righteous path. Right. And, and that's all right. Most people don't, man. It's just too much. It's very difficult to to have that to have that healing capability so close and then have to adhere to the rules of how you get healed in that. And it's much easier to be over healed, to live in that space of sickness, to live in that space of moral ambiguity, where it's much easier to allow your desires uh, to to give you that 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 temptation to fulfill that temptation to give you that uh, uh, quick fix, if you will, right? That quick fix of, of relief, whether it's partying or being promiscuous or it's, it's, it's lying to make yourself feel better or worse, lying to your head all day. Every, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's great. My life is great. I'm free. I'm by myself. I'm unencumbered. I don't have to live by these guide value systems or moral guidelines. I don't have to be burdened or tied down. I don't have to be weighted with that sickness of morality. I'm here to tell you, man, if you're thinking that you're sick, you're deathly sick. Cause that stuff will kill you. There is nothing that once you get so far down that, that, that will heal you. That is the ultimate cancer in your life. Now, the beautiful aspect of it is nowadays we're getting better and better and better and better at treating these cancers, aren't we? We are. And in many situations, if you get diagnosed with cancer, man, you've got a shot, a real shot at living. Some people, some scientists, some oncologists out there in the world believe that we're on the precipice of curing Many forms of cancer. Now, how does that happen in our lives? How are we cured of that which destroys us most? And it's through relationships. That's how we're cured. Much like when you're in, in the throes of that pain and that suffering, what do you do? You call out. You call out to those that you need. Mom, dad, lover, children, siblings, best friends, right? How does it feel when somebody you know but not know well or just know a little bit brings you that, 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 that bowl of that canister, that, that Tupperware bin full of homemade chicken noodle soup? It's transformational, isn't it? There's hope in that soup. There's, there's a warmth in that soup. But better yet, there's a warmth knowing that somebody wants you to heal. And that's very difficult to believe sometimes in those throngs because I'm good, I'm good, I'm not, I'm fine, I'm fine, get away from me, I don't need your help until you're in that vertical place where you're in that helplessness, where you're in that meaninglessness, right? And it's through these relationships that we're able to uh, experience uh, the, that which ails us in, a, in an objective manner. We're able to hear from these people thoughts and ideas and, and, and empathy that, that can lead to what for us? 
the cure, right? The cure of our loneliness, the cure of our isolation. And so we need to accept help. How many, I just heard of another former SEAL who, who died from an overdose, right? And, and there's just thousands of people that are in these really sick places, mental health or physical sickness or spiritual sickness out there. There's just hundreds of thousands, billions of people potentially that are sick out there and legitimately with the coronavirus too. But they're sick because they're not exposed to the differences of, of things that can heal us, to the greater ideas, the greater concepts that exist within this life, right? This holistic approach, and that holistic approach is rooted in our ability to be in strong, healthy relationships. Because that ultimately, if you are searching and you have no true purpose, you have no true direction, you don't know which way to go, you don't know what you're be going to become. Because everybody like, likes to imagine that if you don't know, it's the end of the world and that you're different, you're sick, you're demented, you're, 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 you're gonna, you know, you're never gonna amount to anything. You're, there's something wrong with you, and that's all wrong. It's all wrong. Just because you don't have purpose doesn't mean you can't find purpose and you can begin to generate a greater construct of what purpose is by just sharing with people, by helping others, serving others unconditionally, without any expectation. And that's when God will begin to truly heal the soul, right? When you start to serve other people without any expectation of something in return other than the fact that you want to feel good because you care about these relationships. You want to, you want to keep them on the men. You want, to, you want to keep them healthy. You want to feed them with all of the nutrients that keep us, that keep us healthy in our, our bodies, our minds, and our souls, man, in these interactions. Right? Which is the antithesis of... of of, of isolation, being a part of a collective, part of good groups, healthy groups, groups that make us better, that lift us up, that provide the strength when we might be weak individually, when we might be sick weekly, we can go attach ourselves uh, as some amoeba attaches itself to some type of, of, of cure that we inject into our body, right? All these uh, things, we, we put this medicine into ourselves. We drink it, we shoot it, we, 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 we uh, sit in it, we meditate on it, man. And those medicines come in and what happens? They attack that sickness in our bodies and they start to shrink it and get rid of it and destroy it to the point where it's, it's just sitting there in the small little specks, which is good for us to have that that memory of the sickness. It's good for us to have a knowledge of that experience. It's good for us to know what's not healthy and what is. To recognize, hey, I feel good. I've got lots of healthy relationships. Uh, I'm serving those people. Oh, and, and through that, I discovered my great purpose in life. Yeah. The cure. Serve others. Become a servant to others who have served you. And serve others who haven't served you. Just serve uh, humanity. Keep it on the pathway of recovery. Keep it healed. Certainly after the 20th century, you must openly admit how sick we were as a species. That's not in dispute, I hope. And many people right now think we're, we're overly sick and div divisive, that there's hate and discontent and we're trying to tear each other down and infect each other with horrible eyes. And there's some of that. But the overwhelming majority reality is we're in the greatest time of peace on human history. It's been going on for a little bit of time now. Right? There's least conflict. And some of a lot of this stuff is... is Unbelievable, and, and the, the healthiness of, of our economies and the economies around the world and the economies of the poor and the healthiness of our ability to uh, utilize technology to interact with one another and treat each other of what ails us around the world, man. 
powerful, powerful, powerful medicine that's happening. Right? But we have to allow ourselves, we have to allow ourselves to put away these, these trivial, these unrealistic, uh, um, what do you call it? Oh, the snake oils, right? Put away all these snake oils in your life. Get rid of them, man. Get rid of these things that you believe will heal you that don't, right? Your new Ferrari or Maserati or your, or your uh, new clothing or your new whatever, or how many likes you have, that doesn't heal you. It's like a, a shot of, of methadone getting you through your addiction to have other things satiate the true essence of who you are and what you're doing. Right? Right? Salvation and, and, and back to that place of genuine health, man, is to walk that peaceful pathway of pain. To get out there and, and, and walk into places that you might not otherwise walk. To walk into those, the houses of disease. And to walk in and to, and to feel the reality of it, but not to allow it to penetrate through, but to come in as the medicine. That's right. You, you possess that power. You are the medicine to heal others. And how do we do that? Right? How do we come in and, 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 and how, do we, how do we treat the soul by serving it. We serve the soul day in and day out. We serve the soul with, with the things that, that, that make us better. We serve the soul of another, right? We, we lift them up. We, we give them the, the, we give them the cures or, or we give them the, the, the potions. We give them, <laughs> we give them the, uh, the viral, antiviral medication. We give all of those euphemisms you can put together, but you know what it is? We're, we're dropping that pill. We're dropping in that pill, the ultimate pill, right? The pill that changes all. That one pill that will change your life, that will save you, that will fight all diseases in your life, that will, that will enhance your ability to stand tall in the face of all great illness and sickness and all the disorders that, that afflict the human condition. It's the pill of love. And we can, we can administer that every single day and twice on Sundays, right? We can administer that every single day in some capacity. Even in the midst of our, our weakest moments where we're, we're most ill, where we are, are contorted and, and we're, we're spewing out infectious material and just without any, any consideration of anybody behind us. In that moment, you can still open that one eye and look over and see that other person in need who's deeper than you and you can serve them. You can pick them up. You can, you can spoon feed them the chicken soup for the soul. You can spoon feed them the gospel. You can spoon feed them the basics of love by simply just taking care of them. And then you'll feel that better. You'll feel those nutrients well up inside you. And that service, that, that medicine that you'll walk around, that giant syringe, you'll get that, that, that feeling in you. You'll get that strength. You'll, you'll feel as if you're, you're, you know, the, the doctrine, the diploma of your life has been, has been written or etched in the stone, the fabric of, of, of humanity. That you are healing souls day in, day out. And even if you truly heal just one soul for the rest of your life, that is purposeful. That gives you meaning. So, don't be sick. 
Don't allow the sickness of in life to perpetually infect you over and over and over and over again, man. There's no need for it. Because you are the cure with inside you. Love is the cure in your heart that, that will heal you. Don't be afraid to love God. Don't be afraid to love each other. Regardless of, of all that negative insurgency, all that, 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 that contamination, that toxicity that it oozes from all of the, the infected pores of this life that we know, the sickness of life, it doesn't have to destroy you. It doesn't have to be the end. It doesn't have to be terminal. The cure is inside you. The cure is love. Thank you, Christ. Thank you to my family. Thank you to Jana, my children. Thank you to all of you. I love you. God bless. Out.